Hey, what's up, everybody? Eric back with the Gaming Plus Podcast. How are you guys doing? Hope you are enjoying your in the spring, early summer. I know that I am. But I would be enjoying it a lot more with more anime conventions. Video game conventions. Conventions, period. I love to go to conventions. Unfortunately... Here in the Midwest, and I might be going to say Midwest because Chicago area, St. Louis area, and you know other parts of the Midwest, they do have a uh, fairly large convention scene, and that doesn't necessarily mean a huge convention like, you know, PAX or something like that or Dragon Con. There's just there's more than one. Kansas City, we have our conventions. Uh, Planet Comic Con uh, it's fairly large comic book convention awesome guest list every year uh, but that's it uh, we did have a new convention that started a few years ago Kansas City Comic Con that I really enjoyed going to it was a smaller convention uh, not nearly the size of Planet Comic Con but it was a new convention and they seemed to uh I think it had good leadership as far as just how the convention was run. Uh, they took a hiatus last year, and I doubt they'd do anything this year because they normally have the convention in November. There's no way uh, to have a convention pretty much any time the remainder of this year if it hasn't already been announced or, you know, or anything. So there's no telling if that convention will come back. Uh, as far as anime, uh, we used to have two anime conventions in Kansas City. We had uh, Nakacon, uh, and I should say Kansas City. Uh, when I'm talking about Kansas City, I'm talking about Kansas City as a whole, uh, Kansas and the Missouri side. Uh, Nakacon's actually on the Kansas side, but uh, we had Nakacon, and we also had Motaku. Uh, there has been a Motaku for, I, I want to say, four years. Again, it was it wasn't as large as Nakakon, but it was still a good convention. It was actually the first anime convention I ever went to, and I think I went to two Motakus before. You know, they just stopped doing them uh, due to technical difficulties. Uh, now that convention, I think, could have been run much better than it was, and that may have been what led to them not being able to. Uh, get back on the feet and continue the convention. I don't know the particulars on that, but I do know there were, you know, there were things about the convention that could have been much better than they were. Still an enjoyable experience. Not nearly the experience that Nakakon is. Uh, but it brings it to my point that Kansas City is large enough uh, to hold more than just one or, you know, just one convention. You know, per type. I mean, we have plenty of conventions. Uh, there's lots of tabletop conventions and uh, you know, smaller, you know, comic conventions and things like that. Uh, that's not really my scene as far as tabletop. I, I love tabletop, uh, you know, games. Not that I play them, but I think they're cool to look at and watch other people play them and kind of learn about them. But I like that to be kind of a part of the bigger convention as a whole. Uh, you know, playing Comic Con always has a, a huge game room, uh, tabletop, you know, trading card games, and etc. Uh, 
but as far as just a tabletop convention, that's not really something I, I think I would want to go to consistently. But I would love to see someone else step up to the plate, you know, and bring another anime convention, you know, bring another comic convention because uh, to me, just like anything, diversity uh, breeds competition. Whereas, you know, we only have Nakakon. There's nothing for it to compete with. There's no reason for it to change. Uh, you know, there's no one else bringing new ideas. The convention could get comfortable. You know, same thing with Planet Comic Con. You know, like if they're not competing with anyone else. There's really no reason to push these boundaries, and, and maybe they could, they they'll still push the boundaries even without competition. But just as someone that you know is going to these conventions, having the different options, I think, is better for the consumer. I think it's better as a whole, and having more conventions, in my mind, you know, would bring more attention to the area than we have right now. Because when you think about Places for video game competitions and just video, you know just the genre as a whole, comic books or, or video games or anime things like that. You don't think about Kansas City. Uh, you, you don't think about the Midwest. You know, you're, you're thinking about you know the L.A. area, Dallas. Uh, you know, California and Texas. They they normally have the the bigger conventions, and it's obviously you know bigger state. And, more people, but we have plenty of fans in our area, you know, to warrant, you know, the opportunity to have more conventions here. And maybe it's something that we should take upon ourselves. Maybe it's something I should take upon myself to, you know, try to start a convention. Uh, there's plenty of hard work that goes into something like that, but. I just think that, you know, Kansas City as a whole, we could use another convention. Maybe Motaka will come back. Maybe Kansas City Comic Con will come back. Maybe we'll have some other uh, people step up. Like, uh, I do know there is another convention, Salsman Con. Never been to it. Heard that it's fun. It's also a smaller convention. I don't think they had a Salsman Con this year. So it's like we had, so we've had you know, other options in the past, but it just seems like, you know, these conditions are either taking time off or they're just not able to sustain yearly events the way that, you know, more established conventions or just the larger conventions can sustain them. You know, but hopefully that'll change in the future, you know, as... The fan base grows. You know, maybe we'll see some type of growth in, in that regard. Yeah, I do know, you know, especially from this year's E3, it just, it seemed like uh, E3 was great this year. But it just said, it didn't seem like there was as much excitement around the event as previous years. You know, uh, Especially with like Sony, you know, opting out of the event this year. You still had Microsoft's conference. Obviously, Nintendo um, has their pre-recorded Nintendo directs that they do. But that's not really E three three E three thing. They do those 
sporadically throughout the year. It's just I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't feel the same as it used to. And I actually saw it. maybe it may have been IGN. You know they had an article and I didn't actually read it, but it, it was like this could be the end of E3. And it may not have been IGN. I saw it. Maybe I saw it on Twitter. I don't know where I saw it, but I do remember the tagline being you know the demise of E3 or you know a world without E3, which I can see that. I mean that's not a far-fetched idea to think that, you know, a few years down the road, you know, as companies start to have their own events or, you know, move away from the uh, live press conferences that there, there won't be a need for a, an E3. At the same time, though, just because these companies aren't having press conferences or live, you know, live showings, that doesn't mean that, you know, you won't have the fans that want to go to these events and still have the hands-on experience with these games and products. I think as long as there is, you know, a strong influence with the media, as far as, like, video game journalism and YouTube and things like that, and the fans want it, they'll, I think there will always be a spot for events like E3 you know, just because you, the, the fans are going to always go, you know, they're going to want to play the games and want to get their hands on the demos and things like that. And then you're going to have the media there, you know, that that's going to want to cover, you know, and write and talk about, you know, the new upcoming product. So I think it's more of a E3 evolving than a E3 going away type thing. But, you know, that's kind of what I hope can happen in our area. It's like kind of an evolution of what we already have. Like, there's plenty of, like, game shops and comic book shops. And we have plenty of, like, uh, I'm not even sure what they call, but just, like, what is, like, those tournament stores, you know, like, you can go there and they have, they, they have tournaments and things like that. You know, I, it'd be cool to see a collaboration with all these different types of uh, companies you know, to to hold something, not necessarily on the scale of E3, but maybe like on the scale of like one of the smaller pack shows, and have it in Kansas City or have it somewhere in Missouri or in Kansas, you know, it, it might be wishful thinking, but I think it'd be cool to have something like that here. Back to E3. Like I said, I really did enjoy the event. Microsoft had some cool stuff. Uh, I was really hoping for a new Fable game. And I know we're going to get it eventually, but I was really hoping for it to go on Xbox One. I wasn't wanting to have to wait for a new system or buy a new system to play it. I really love Fable. Uh, but it will be exciting looking towards next year. We'll get more information on Project Scarlet. Uh, hopefully some information on the Fable games in the works. And even Halo. As a person that's not a fan of Halo, you know, Halo Infinite looked really cool. It, it, was, it really grabbed my attention. Gears, what number is it now? The new Gears game really didn't. I mean, it, okay, it's there, you know. Not to knock it. I'm pretty sure it'd be a cool game. 
it's just uh, after Gears 2, something the games got bad is, I think it's more of the games didn't evolve or games didn't really change. So it was like you had Gears 1 and Gears 2 and then the rest of them were just kind of like, it could almost have been DLC. Speaking of DLC, yeah, really cool to see Banjo-Kazooie in Smash Brothers. A lot of rumors surrounding a possibility that they're making a new Banjo-Kazooie game. Very possible. Wouldn't surprise me, especially with uh, uh, the fanfare around them just being playable in Smash Brothers. Uh, another point uh, for DLC, I could have sworn that what they were showing was DLC for Breath of the Wild, and I was excited. I thought it was cool. I was like, oh, cool. Uh, yo, DLC for Breath of the Wild. Uh, this looks looks interesting, and then they dropped the, the hammer and this, the sequel to Breath of the Wild, which get the biggest reaction out of anything I saw at E3 this year, because uh, we normally don't get two mainline Zelda games, you know, per generation, you know, it, it doesn't really happen. Same thing with Mario games. Uh, obviously, we had Mario Galaxy 1 and 2, but yeah, no, no, nobody was expecting another Zelda game so soon, or on, you know, yeah, so soon, let alone a sequel, a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild, which it appears that that's what it is. I can't wait, because honestly, the game can only get better. You had near perfection in Breath of the Wild. I can only imagine what they're going to do with Breath of the Wild 2, because there are probably so much, uh, so many things. The game was so ambitious, I'm positive that there's a thousand ideas that they had that they wanted for Breath of the Wild that they just had to leave on the cutting room floor because they didn't have the time, the resources, or just the whatever to implement them. I can't wait to see more about this game. And I, oh, my only fear is that the game is far off. I'm talking about two, three years off. You know what I mean? Because it, it could have been like, okay, we're not showing Metroid. We're not even going to talk about Metroid. You know, what do we have that we can show them that are kind of like knock that right out of their their thoughts? Because, you know, I was waiting for Metroid and I was very disappointed that they weren't showing anything Metroid related, which I guess I should be used to Nintendo at E3 not showing anything Metroid related because it seems like that is the, the running gag with them. But yeah, showing that that Breath of the Wild sequel, it it definitely took any sour taste out of my mouth. But is this something that we're going to see next holiday season, uh, holiday season two, uh, 20, uh, 21 maybe, or is this something that's further out and just something they kind of like? Uh, well, we'll just we, we'll give you a little taste of this, you know, to compensate for not having Metroid. We'll have to wait and see, but I'm really hoping that the game comes out fairly soon. Next holiday season would be amazing. It would be amazing. Uh, I hell, I'm still playing Breath of the Wild, and I'm still, you know, completing things 
and finding things that I didn't know was was there in the game. You know, the game, there's just so many different things to do, so many different ways to do those things. Just the thought of having a sequel to improve on that first one, I, I really can't even believe that they, it, it's just, it's hard to wrap your mind around something so good just being made and improving on it. Please bring back bosses. And when I say bosses, I know there were bosses in Breath of the Wild, but I, I want... I want more bosses. Like, I know we have, like, the strong enemies like the Lionels and the Hinocks and things like that. Just give us more of that, you know? Uh, give us more. Not not just more Hinocks or more Lionels. Just give us, you know, more enemies. You know, if you if you want to have just a few bosses and then have these really strong enemies sweeping throughout the world. Uh, give us a little bit more variety on these enemies. Were there stout folks in Breath of the Wild? I don't remember. Uh, you know, but I mean, there's plenty of enemies. You know, Zelda's been around for 30 years. There's plenty of enemies that you can use. And that's a nitpick. You know, when it's something that's good, you got a nitpick on it because there aren't any big glaring problems with the game. But I would love to see that. I would also love to see more, uh, uh, something more resembling a dungeon than just what we had in the shrines. Again, another nitpick. But yeah, excited for that. What else did they show? Uh, Mario Maker 2 comes out, I think, next week. Is next week that it comes out? I'll be playing the crap out of that. Mario Maker 2 uh, is going to hold me over until Fire Emblem comes out. And if you ever noticed, I love my Switch. I have my Switch, I have my Xbox One. Had a PlayStation 4, didn't really play it much. May get one in the future, but if the PlayStation 5 is right around the corner and it's going to be backward compatible, I might save my 200 bucks and just wait. But what I'm waiting for right now, those two games, Mario Maker 2 and Fire Emblem Three Houses. Don't really think there's anything coming out soon that I have to get on my Xbox. I mean, besides Bloodstained, I, mean, I will get Bloodstained probably on my Xbox. But I don't... I don't, I don't think they really announced anything that I was like, that I had to get. Uh, obviously, Call of Duty. I'm gonna get that. I mean, but, yeah. All the games I'm really excited for are pretty much gonna be Nintendo games. Anyway, uh, that's the end of my rant for today. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I know it's been a while since I actually recorded anything. That's my bad. But if you haven't already, like and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at GamingPlus2. We're also on Facebook, GamingPlus. Also on Instagram, GamingPlus. You can find us there as well. And hopefully, in the near future, we can get a more steady cycle of releases as far as uh, the podcast goes and don't forget to check us out at thegamingplus.com where we also upload things there to the site. 
Again, thank you guys for listening. Hope you have a good day. Catch you later.